Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect on my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh-huh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, no, no, no. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Welcome in to the Captain J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We've got Shane, we've got Jay Moore, we got you for a three-hour ride here on this Football Friday with open phone lines for you. 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. And Cap, you and I were able to survive the snow we got through here. You know, it's coming down, but again, when you're two grizzled veterans like you and I on the roads, we find a way to get to where we need to be through the uh, the white stuff. Find a way, kid. Get a cup of coffee and find a way to put on a good radio show and have some fun and entertain people. There's a ground stop at O'Hare, mm-hmm. so if you haven't been monitoring that and you're planning on either picking someone up or flying, we are mandated to have to tell you there's a ground stop on all flights at O'Hare now because of the ice and snow in the O'Hare area. But uh, if you're looking to go to Midway, everything's flying. So if you want to go to Midway, that's where all the planes are. You can go wherever you want to go. Also, Chicago Executive, all the uh, all the planes are ready to go. So O'Hare, I don't own a jet at a Chicago Executive. Yeah, how about Midway? You own, own a jet there? I could buy a ticket. Okay. <laughs> like, so I would imagine all the airports shut down. I would imagine, right? No. Midway is full clear oh, right I don't now. think that's true. I don't tell people that. I don't think that's true. 78 and sunny air. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. There's a lot to discuss. Bears have now put in a request to talk to Shane Waldron. We reported that yesterday from the Seahawks. Yeah. He's very well respected. And another guy who's well respected, he isn't the play caller there. But he's got an unbelievable history with his family. It's Gary Kubiak's son, Clint Kubiak, who is the passing game coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. Clint Kubiak is considered to be one of the bright, young offensive minds in the NFL. He's the Kyle Shanahan tree. The last guy to leave that tree and go be an OC is Bobby Slowick in his first year as a play caller. He's in the playoffs with the Texans with a rookie head coach, D'Amico Ryans, a rookie play caller in him, and a rookie quarterback in C.J. Stroud. So the Bears are looking to talk to him about potentially becoming their new O.C. So before you start doing cartwheels of how awful Luke Getze is and how this guy's going to run in here and tailor it to Justin, just know that when Justin was coming out, a good friend of mine who knows Kyle Shanahan said, Kyle wouldn't have taken Justin with 32 first-round picks. He evaluated all the quarterbacks, and he picked Trey Lance. That didn't work out, but he did get Brock Purdy. I do not believe if Clint Kubiak is the guy, I don't know if he's getting the job, I do not believe he would want to coach Justin. Yeah, well, but we'll see. I mean, whoever the offensive coordinator is, I still can't get out of my head that I would love to marry the new offensive coordinator with a new head coach and new coaching staff. I just can't get past it. I know we talked about it this week, but I still have on my mind that, yes, 
the Bears decided this 7-10 and 10 season is all predicated on Luke Getze and what he did not do as offensive coordinator or because the offense was stagnant. Mm-hmm. And I would just tell you that it's more than just Luke Getze. It's more than just Justin Fields. It's just how the operation was working. Yeah, you had three wins the season before and seven wins. That is an improvement, sure. But I just think that if you're trying to be different than everyone else around the National Football League, you strike why the iron's hot. Yeah, we can give all these names for offensive coordinator, but still, Matt Eberflus is still the head coach for this Bears team. And in this offseason cap, with all of these coaches that are available, well, I don't think we've ever had names like this. We've had names, but have you had Hall of Fame names like a Pete Carroll or Bill Belichick or a Jim Harbaugh that could be going to the NFL? Or Vrabel. Or Mike Vrabel or, or Dan Quinn or Brian Flores? I mean, there is a lot of names there, not just names, but difference-making coaches. And the Bears punted on it. And now we're just looking for an offensive coordinator who could be a lame duck after a year if the Bears don't get to where they need to be. I just can't get past that this morning. Like, yes, I saw the same names that you saw. But the point is, though, is that is this eyewash? Or can someone come in and make a difference with Caleb Williams or Justin Fields or whoever the quarterback's going to be? People forget about transition. Like, it's just not automatic for everybody. There are examples that we've given, like Houston, and others where it's like, hey, man, from job one, from day one, bam, look how everything works. It doesn't work that way for everybody. No. And it never works for the Chicago Bears like that immediately, all the time, Okay, when you have sustained success. So uh, let me just say this to you, and I, I agree with you. I'd love to see it all married together, but it doesn't always work that way. But if we go back through and we look at some of the situations where young quarterbacks were drafted and they brought in these guys, but there was already an existing head coach. Maybe they changed play callers. Maybe they didn't. But I believe Sean McDermott was the head coach. I think they may have had an offensive coordinator change in there, and they drafted Josh Allen. They weren't all married on the same timeline. Um, Same deal with Tua. They brought in a new head coach with an existing quarterback. Mm -hmm. And that one's worked. Uh, The Jets stink. The Patriots, no good. They, they picked the quarterback. It just didn't work. Uh, John Harbaugh drafted and developed Lamar Jackson. Changed play callers in it, but it's John Harbaugh. He's a Hall of Fame level coach. Kevin Stefanski acquired Deshaun Watson in a trade. Mm-hmm. Revamped his staff. Mike Tomlin picked Kenny Pickett. Cincinnati, was Zach Taylor already there when they drafted Joe Burrow? I believe he was. I believe that's correct. I believe so. My point is that there are situations where you don't have to have a new head coach and a new play caller and a new quarterback and all on the same timeline. Andy Reid, now he's, if it's not Belichick, it's Andy Reid or Lombardi. I mean, they're all in that Mount Rushmore of amazing coaches. He picked Patrick Mahomes, dropped him in and said, you're going to learn behind Alex Smith for a year. We'll make you a great prospect, and then you got to deliver. He's done just that. Uh, Indianapolis, they did it the other way, the way you like. Anthony Richardson, Shane Steichen, new play call, all of it. And he got hurt, but he looks like a really good prospect. So there's both sides do work if you get the right people. If they draft Caleb Williams and they get the right, let's say it's Shane Waldron. Caleb Williams, Shane Waldron. They like Eberflus, and I will give him credit. His team didn't quit 14 in a row. They battled. The defense got better. They're not a great team yet, obviously. 
So both sides can work. I understand where you're coming from. I mean, you are a sweat and an Ngakwe away from being just kind of above average defense. That mattered, too. Like, the secondary was opportunistic, yes. Yep. But would you say that the guy we begged for, Ngakwe, comes in and he pays dividends right away for the Bears, and same thing with Sweat later on in the season? Yeah, okay, they didn't quit. But, again, the end result is 7-10. and 10. And all I'm saying is, is that I'm rooting for the Bears for them to be better than that. I mean, I mean, again, you go from three wins to seven wins is great. What I'm telling you, Cap, is that I'm calling it now. I'm going to call it now in, in a snowy January before we even get there in that you're going to get the excuses if it doesn't work early offensively. You'll get the excuse, well, you know, the offensive coordinator they just brought in, he just got here and he's trying to work with Caleb Williams or Drake May or, or, or Justin Fields. You know, it's going to take some time, time, time. You get tired of having to wait. I mean, I, I can admit an impatient Bears fan because I want what's best for the team. Mm-hmm. But And I know that the one thing I keep telling you is I understand that this is what it looks like when you tank, that it takes time for you to be able to get to where you need to be. But will you, though? That's the thing. So okay, can you guarantee me that the Chicago Bears will not have another pop-up championship? Like when Nagy got here, right? Nagy knew, I bet, from the rip. He saw Trubisky and goes... Oh, man, I need to do a little shell game here because I, we can't put the game on his arm. So we're going to do some trick plays here. Santa slaying all this other stuff. I'm going to open up the playbook just to make Trubisky comfortable. That's what happened. And then you put the game on his arm. You saw what and happened. And you had a historic defense that year. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but I mean, to offensively, it wasn't Trubisky that was going to have to help this team offensively with a 300 yard game and four touchdowns. You knew that wasn't in the, in the arsenal, they didn't have the personnel for it. I'm saying is that they had to do the old shell game and have a sleight of hand offensively just to score. You saw that. Yes. And then year two, year three, not so much. Correct. So all I'm saying is, Cap, is that I'm just calling it now. What's going to happen is if the Bears draft Caleb Williams and he's a starter and you get a new offensive cleaner in, and then all of a sudden people will say, well, what happened? This is supposed to be this new offensive coordinator, this uh, offensive genius, this guru. It doesn't work that way all the time immediately, at least not for the Chicago Bears. That's correct. That's so, the thing that sucks. So your hope is, like, if I, what if I said to you, hey, Justin could get you to nine wins next year. Great. But you're going to flame out early in the playoffs, and you're going to be like, I don't know, should we have taken Caleb? Or if I dropped Caleb Williams on your roster and next year is seven and ten, eight and nine, whatever it is, but the next year, oh, wow. Year two, look at the growth. Wow, we won 11 football games. Like, I'm willing to be that patient because I want the ultimate prize. Before I retire from this profession, I want, oh, wow, Cap and Jay Hood are doing the morning show from the NFC title game? They're at the Super Bowl? Yeah. Holy cow. Danny sent them to the Pro Bowl. The Bears have nine players there? Like, I want that run. Yeah. I want to be doing shows in bars where... Hey, man, NFC championship gear is out. I want that. Yeah. That's the one thing I haven't had. Yes. On a regular basis where you say, hey, the playoffs start, look for the Chicago Bears because they'll always be there. Right. A model of stability, great organization, arrow pointing up. That's what you want. Do you remember what the announcers were saying in the 90s? Well, I basically have to move to Chicago because the Bulls are going to go the whole way. We've got to be around there. And Ahmad Rashad or whoever it was basically had a condo here. 
They were here all the time. Oh, yeah. And then in the 2015, 16, 17, 18, they were always here. Who was it? Dan Schulman or one of them we had on said, well, the Cubs are going to be making a deep run. We're going to be in Chicago a lot. Mm -hmm. And they were. I want that run for our Bears. And and the scenario you pointed uh, out to us, and you said, well, you know, what if the Bears go from three wins to seven wins to nine or ten wins and make the playoffs? Well, that's all I've ever wanted is for the Bears to be in the postseason. But guess what? They were with Matt Nagy, and we didn't like it. Uh, No, it was fine. It just didn't look sustainable offensively because they had, like you said, they had a strong defense. I, I mean, you can never turn a blind eye to the, the playoffs with the Chicago Bears. It's so few and far in between. Okay. The only time that, that Bears fans did not like the Bears being in the playoffs and knew that the other shoe was going to drop was Grossman in that Super Bowl run in 06. Uh, that was the worst time for me as a Bears fan doing what we do because, hey, the Bears won the ball game. Yeah, but Grossman sucks. Yeah, but the Bears won. Ah, but this team's not any good. The defense is great, but Grossman sucks. That was a hard time. I was at the Park West, sold out, doing the pregame with, with uh, Steve Silverman. Say, hey, what do you think? The Bears in the Super Bowl? Yeah, we're just here to drink. We know what's going to happen. Really? People were not enamored with that team offensively. That was a hard season to, to talk Bears because people just knew it wasn't good enough offensively. Agreed. And that sucked because, hey, I was like, I never thought I'd see the Bears in the Super Bowl. I was excited. But you kind of knew in the back of your head, this offense can't hunt. They just can't do it. The defense was carrying the weight. The defense was scoring for the offense, if you remember that year. Correct. They were so great. And all I'm saying, Cap, is that all these names that that you've talked about, that's a possibility for the OC, I just need to see it. I want to see how the development of this quarterback is going to be, whether it's the development of what you already have in Justin or a new quarterback. And by the way, when people call us and say, you know, I don't want a rookie in here because that – retards the progress of the of the team because you're going to be better on your offensive line and good on your your defense and you know you've got a good team if you bring a rookie quarterback in that will set to set the uh, franchise back i mean that's the great unknown with a rookie quarterback correct even as great as as caleb williams is supposed to be correct so i get that uh jay moore i saw something interesting on the uh bear social media uh i think it was their instagram they had justin fields in the uh, graphics for the uh, London trip yeah, next the season. London game. But in the produced video, he was nowhere to be found. Uh-oh. Yeah. No, I thought he and DJ Moore did Not the... that one. It's another one that was produced with, you know, stuff from London. And, and you see flashes of DJ Moore's jersey. and But it's nothing with Fields. Because wow. they did two then. Because I saw one... Where it's, hey, I'm DJ Moore, I'm Justin Fields, you know, come see us in London, yeah, it's whatever. it's not that one, it's another There's one. There's another one, so maybe they made two in case he's not there. But <laughs> yeah. I can tell you, these social media departments, they don't, hey, Mr. Poles, yeah, this is Nicole in social media. <laughs> can you imagine? Uh, are you okay if we do this? Because I can tell you for a fact, because I asked Ryan Pace about it, the old GM. Yeah. He was at home and the phone rang and it was media relations. Um, Ryan, yeah, sorry to bother you. I know it's 930. Uh, I know you're resting or with your family. We got a problem. What's up? Social media put out QB1 with Andy Dalton's picture on it. Remember that? Mm-hmm. What? He's yeah. not QB1. We didn't say that. We said he's coming here to be part of our quarterback room. They put him as QB1. Damn. Dude, he called Matt Nagy. They were so mad. Yeah. 
I don't know what happened to the media or the uh, social media person. I don't. They got fired. Got this. I have no idea. Never asked. They were beside themselves angry. Why would you do that? Now we're going to have that all over the news. And it was, remember? Yes. We were taking calls. That's why you always have to ask. That was just some boob that's behind a computer that went to ESPN.com and looked up a depth chart that was just a guess and said, oh, it says Andy Dalton QB1. Huh. There we go. Sense. Welcome to Chicago, QB1, Andy Dalton. <laughs> and we, people were like, yeah. what? Yeah. 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 So, oh, and like people always think these things mean something. Justin Fields being front and center in that graphic. Don't forget now, these sports teams have no soul. Blake Griffin got Clipper for life put up in the rafters at that stadium two weeks before they sent him to Detroit. Dude, how many yeah. times do you have yeah. games where, wow. oh God, we have a bobblehead night or you know a giveaway night of, of some picture? Hey, we're going to honor so and so. Uh, he got traded yesterday. What? <laughs> There's boxes of cases of bobbleheads of players that got traded. That's crazy. It is what it is, man. Here we are, Cap. We're going to enjoy playoff football this weekend. And once again, Soldier Field is dark. Yeah. It's, no, nothing happening. I was on the phone with Travis Wacker from Marketing Upstairs yeah. and Promotions. And I said, where you at, brother? He said, I'm at Soldier Field. Soldier Field, what are you doing? I'm picking up all our equipment because the season's over. And I hung up for him. And I went, Damn. how sad is that? <laughs> he's at the freaking stadium, and he's got to get all the equipment out of there. And look at this outside. It would be the ultimate bear weather game. Well, Can you imagine if it's snowing all weekend and it clears just in time for Sunday afternoon, 325. It's cold. Eight degrees. They've cleared the field. <laughs> Luca and his guys who run Soldier Field got it beautiful. It's cold. There's the heaters. Bear weather. Let's go. Yeah, bear weather. And some West Coast team will come in here and whip our ass in this same Bears weather. Whatever. So that's that's the whole point of that. I just, you know, when it comes to Ryan Poles, I think that you and I are locking step in this young man being able to uh, reimagine this franchise. I told you, you had to put your balls on the table. Right there to George McCaskey and say, yeah, I got an idea on how to change this Bears roster. I'm going to save you some money, get rid of some of these popular guys and these veterans, and we're going to start over. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as you can see it through to uh, being a perennial playoff team. That's all I've ever wanted, Cap. Mm-hmm. We have not seen this. Only, you know, We are a certain age that can remember what that looked like in the 80s. I mean, some of our younger listeners have no idea what it's like when the Bears completely just, just – um, capture the hearts and minds of the city when you have non-sports people saying hey the chicago bears the football team right yeah i'll be part of that party yeah i'll, I'll be i'll be on that bandwagon because everyone understands how the cubs and Sox and the the bulls and the blackhawks all the fans come together for one common cause and that is the chicago bears they are they are the lightning rod in the city and all I want to see is playoff football on a regular basis. Do you remember when they put the bear helmets on the Lions outside Art Institute in 85? Yeah. Like, that was the cherry on top of the Sunday. All right, now they're legit. And then the rest of the way ended in the Super Bowl victory. Like, the city was electric. It's amazing. Every day. 
I wish some of our young listeners could. I mean, it's one thing to go on YouTube and go through some of the specials that used to be. They used to have Chicago Bears specials so you could see the back and forth. The, the reason why that was so great, not just the football, but you knew everybody on the team, Cap. Everyone had, it, had their own unique personality. Yeah. And the news, and you would think that in a primitive time, without digital and without YouTube and without social media, how could you know about those? That that's how good the news was. Well, the news could let you know, hey, you want to know about Kurt Becker? Here's, here's, some, here's some ideas of what he likes to do. Jay Hilkenberg, you would think anonymous on the offensive line, right? No, he's got a personality, and we'll show you why. Everybody had a profile. Correct. All the way throughout the roster. Special teams guys had a, had a personality. It was led by Jim McMahon. It was led by, you know, by Fridge Perry and Walter Payton, those guys. But even the guys that you didn't think had a huge role, you'd know who they were. Remember the poster? I think you had to go to the Chevy dealer, Chicagoland Chevy dealer dealers and get a poster of the bruise brothers i had it was i still have that poster mm-hmm. somewhere at the house it was thayer and hilgi and van horn and bortz and covert and they were all dressed up like the blues brothers with the sunglasses and the fedoras dude it was awesome yes and you knew who they were though that's yes. the only thing they weren't anonymous and that's that's what i want to bring back to the city i want the bears to bring that back where now in this digital and social media era, you definitely get a chance to know all the players. Oh, in this town? Oh, my goodness. Like, Who would want to know about a special teams person? Well, if you're a Bears fan, you want to know about everybody. Yes. And knew about everybody. Correct. You know, if, you know, in a sport where they wear helmets mostly, you kind of know exactly who they, they were at that time. Yeah. And I'd love to see that come back again. But again, here we go, Cap. Another weekend. And then playoffs and no Chicago Bears. Correct. And so... Your scenario that you po- that you painted, talking about trying to go from seven wins to the playoffs. Well, you know what? I hope that is the case, but I hope that that is the the beginning of something special with the Bears as they try to redo this franchise. That they go from seven to ten wins. I, I told you a few weeks ago. I think they're trending in that direction. It's a legacy defining decision at quarterback. Legacy defining because if he gets it right. He's the GM for the next 15 years. Sure. If he gets it wrong, oh, he works for the Chargers now or wherever he ends up. If, Ju- if he sticks with Justin and it doesn't work, he's fired. If he takes Caleb Williams and it doesn't work, he's fired. But if he grabs whoever it is, oh, my God. We're what? We're 12 and 5? We're a two seed in the playoff? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited, man. When I hear Kevin Warren, um, the president of the Chicago Bears, talk, I mean, I know that he's pretty much here to make sure that there's a new stadium in place. And, you know, we didn't get to this part of it yesterday. It's talking about how he loves Chicago, almost leaning and kind of in a political way, talking about, boy, it'd be nice to possibly have a stadium in Chicago. He loves Chicago. Talks about Arlington Heights at the same time. So he's kind of going back and forth because he wants to get Arlington Heights solidified. He does throw the carrot out to Chicago, by the way, patting us on the head. Love Chicago. Absolutely. I Love just Chicago. Don't know where the city's getting the money. Exactly. Exactly. George McCaskey's not writing a check for $2 billion or whatever. The mm-hmm. Rams Stadium, now we won't be as expensive because it won't be as opulent and the land in L.A. way more money. Mm-hmm. I think their stadium was $5 billion. But everything I've heard is $2 billion or thereabouts for the Bears. Yeah. There is no shot the Bears can finance that. No. No. 
Uh, I would. My, I guess my point is, I hope that the Bears can start their winning before they even start building the stadium. I don't want to wait five, six years or however it's going to take to be able to build a stadium. I, I want it to have start happening now. Yes, let them start winning now. Let's go. I just, you know, my standards are your standards, Cap. In that, it's just time. You, you know, you've had your Schmenzer knocked in the dirt for too long as a Chicago Bears franchise. And just because there's new faces doesn't mean anything's automatic. What I'm saying is, is that it's just time for you to be able to draw a line in the sand, go in a direction, but start winning in that direction. Right. This whole thing where we just have to just wait and see, wait and see, wait and see. I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready for playoff football. Positive Bears thoughts about how they can build on their success. Seven wins is, is fine from three wins, sure. Beggars can't be choosers, but it's time. If they if it's they're time the, to take if, the next if step. they're the same or go backwards next year, that's that's going to be horrible. It won't be good enough. It will not be good enough. Three three one two three three two ESPN three three two three seven seven six our phone number. You can watch our show on Twitch and on YouTube as well. As we ask you the question about the Chicago Bears, whatever the Bears decide, do you trust Ryan Poles to get this right? And you and I, I believe, are on the same page that we feel like this young GM has got a plan. You know, I'm really big on mission statements, Cap, as you well know as sports. You got to tell me who you are. How do you, how do you identify yourself as a franchise? Mm-hmm. Now, on the field, I still think it's still up in the air. I don't know what Bears football is. I don't know what it is. It's actually it's been what it's always been: strong defense, run the football. But you got to be more than that. You have to evolve. And so, as far as the franchise is concerned, from Ryan Poles, I just look at it as. This young man is methodically going through step-by-step step to try to add more to the ball club. This last offseason before, he couldn't add 100% and make all these sweeping changes. Correct. But didn't you tell me like 70% so far, right? He told me 70% of the way there th- during this past season. He said, do we have to be better at certain spots? Absolutely. Can't fix everything in one offseason. You just can't. So we'll see where they go. they got to get a center. They got to get more depth. I would like to see them get better on the offensive line at right guard. I'm not a huge Nate Davis guy. Mm-hmm. So if you could upgrade two spots there, get Jalen Johnson locked in, figure out whatever you're doing at quarterback, whatever it is, whether that's Justin or Caleb Williams or you, be ready to go from day one. Get the right OC, put the right game plan together, and take the next step. Okay. For those that missed our conversation yesterday, Cap, I do again bring it up again here in the 7 o'clock hour, in that we know that Poles has the powers as, as GM. And, and Matty Refluis was more and more confident, more and more empowered as the season progressed because he must have had some assurances or he felt good about his defense where he didn't feel like he could be fired. As much as I think that the Bears should have made sweeping changes mm-hmm. based on the uh, coaches that are available, they're going to stick with Refluis. But let's see where the power lies, really. When it comes to the draft and free agency. Let's but, see where the power lies. I, what you just laid out is true, what the Bears need on both sides of the football. But the head coach is still ultimately a defensive coordinator. Look how much they, they help themselves on the defensive side. with The linebacker core, getting in Gakwe, getting that deal for sweat. Okay, your defense is pretty much solidified outside of a few other changes. But that offensive line is paramount, man. If you had three new offensive linemen, I mean, two to start and one as a backup, I'd be fine with that. Do, do the draft or free agency. I'd love to see that. Correct. Let's see where the power lies. Correct. You know how the draft is. You know, you, you and I have gone back and forth on needs versus want. Let's see where the, the bulk of the, uh, the draft is going. Is it toward more defensive players? 
Someone to replace Eddie Jackson? More depth in the, in the secondary? Or is it where you really need it in that offensive line to protect whoever the quarterback is? I think he's taking a quarterback. I've been pretty clear on that. And I think he's taking a wide receiver. High, if the right guy's there. If Malik Neighbors from LSU is there, they're taking him. I'll be shocked if they passed on him. Now, again, they have to do all their homework and meet with all these guys. But that guy's really good. Roma Dunze, really good. Mm -hmm. Marvin Harrison, really good. But they are not taking a wide receiver at number one. I'll promise you that. Makes sense. They're not. Yeah. They'll either keep Justin and trade the pick, or more likely they'll take Caleb Williams. By the way, did you see Caleb Williams? Last night he's doing some... I don't know, it was Instagram Live, or Black sent it to me, but I had already seen it, but then Black tweeted it at me, mm-hmm. and he's talking about, he said, oh, I had this deep dish pizza with a big sausage patty on it from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Fire! And his buddy in there is like, oh, I don't want a bowl of tomato soup. He's like, bro, it ain't tomato soup. It's fire. And it, he was talking about Malnati's. Yeah. And so Mark Malnati was at my house. They had a go-to-way party for... One of their executives yeah. at my house last night. He's sitting there. I'm like, look at this. He's like, call USC. We're shipping pizza out tomorrow. That's great. Getting it to him. Yeah, that's how, they, that's how you do business. It's just amazing that the, <laughs> the perception about pizza around here. Yeah. It is, it's just amazing. There's no bad pizza. There, there is no bad pizza, but also stop taking shots at, at, at Chicago pizza. The idea that, well, you know, it's, it's tomato soup or it's a casserole, all that. Do you realize that there's more than just one type of pizza? We have tavern style. We have thin. <laughs> we have Neapolitan. We have this. We have that. We have God. deep dish. Yeah, the, the, the New Yorkers are the worst with this, right? Because I deal with a lot of them, you know, when, I, when I'm working Sirius XM or just uh, friends of mine from the Northeast that love to take a, a shot at Chicago pizza. And I said, listen, I was like, you know, every pizza is not just that, that loose leaf paper that you have for pizza in new york right you fold it while you walk <laughs> yeah like like that's i mean if you like that do you that's fine agreed but always taking a shot at our pizza like well you got to sit down and eat it with a fork and knife i say well then you haven't lived you haven't been in this world-class city where you have options it's just it's always a shot that new yorkers or northeasterners got to take at chicago pizza is that as if we have one pizza we only have one style we got many types and they're all good Jeez, it's a, I know you get that too. I'm sure I do. You know, and and shade the same thing in Detroit, right? The same thing. They only have one type of pizza in Detroit. That's not true. No, no, that, that kind of true. In Detroit, it is kind of true. No. It's a very good type of pizza, but there is really there's only one type of Detroit pizza. I've had different types in Detroit, though. It hasn't haven't just been the Little Caesars type. I've had more. I've oh, had not, other... Little Caesars ain't Detroit pizza though. Little Caesars is How about Jets. That's Detroit pizza. The Get square deep dish. Belly. That is Detroit pizza. It's all, it's all fine for me, but I've had different types in Detroit as well. It's my, okay. My guy David Filato owns a bunch of the Jets pizzas around here. Yeah. that's He said, that's Detroit pizza. We, he goes, that's what we model our recipe after. Detroit style. Yeah. Chicago? Chicago has awesome thin crust pizzas. They have awesome deep dish. They have stuffed pizzas. We got them all, man. Yeah, so I just, I never understand that. Yep. And, I, and hope Caleb Williams enjoys Chicago pizza, especially if he's going to be a Chicago Bear. It's incoming, kid. It's incoming. <laughs> Whatever the Bears decide, do you trust Ryan Poles to get this right? 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. If you're on hold, you will be on the air on the Cap and J-Hood Morning Show. 
to the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. Now time for Shot or No Shot, as brought to you by... That'd be Club Hawthorne, betting bars featuring horse racing, video, slots, sports betting through points bet throughout Chicago land. Here's a great idea on your way home. Bet a few games. If you're on your couch all weekend, you got your tickets, have something to eat, and have a great weekend as the snow comes in. Shane Orling. Good morning, boys, on a football Friday. Super wild card weekend. I am very excited. How are we? We're good, man. Ready to go. I get to see a bunch of my former players, guys I love. There's pro football weekend. Game on. I'm cold. What's the temperature in here? (laughs) What do you got there? Uh, 67. 62 from here. 62? What are you, out of your mind? I was going to ask, are you hanging meat? And I guess the answer is yes in here. warmer in here? Uh, please. Well, not like that. at that temperature. He's Jesus. all shriveled up. He's not hanging anything. It's unbelievable. Come I on. Not only is he a host, he also is the super. I turned it up to seven. <laughs> He's the super here. I mean, it's just cap. I mean, it's amazing, man. It's freezing in here. I mean, it keeps you up and gets you ready to go. There's no question. Absolutely, man. But if I want to do the show outside, I'd give myself a mic and stand on the roof. For God's sakes. Jeez. Poor hoodie. You look like Roz Varon all bundled up over there. Need an Afghan. Wow. Right right over the the, the legs there to make sure you stay warm. I'm going to get you a blanket. My God. Jeez. Afghan. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that something, Cap? Boy, back in the day, you know, you try to save a dollar. You try to save money back in the day. The Great Depression, 40s, 50s, moving forward. You just used to have a grandma or a wife. Just, just you know, the, the thread the needle, spend time. They would knit you an afghan. You just knit, I mean, but it'd be done like in a week. I mean, that's, that's you know, they don't make them like that anymore, Cap. No. They don't make them like that anymore. Now, it's Amazon. My mother made me an Afghan a few years ago. It was very nice. I, if I, do you think if I go on Amazon and I put in Afghan, something would pop up? Of course. Maybe not a blanket. All right, let's get started. Oh, wow. Ryan, Ryan Poles talked Wednesday about Jalen Johnson, who PFF ranked as the best cover corner in football this year in his pending contract situation. Listen to Ryan Poles. We have really good communication. Uh, you know, the big thing was just kind of take a break here after the season. Um, and then we'll start talks again. I feel really good about that situation. Um, Jalen's not going to go anywhere. Um, and we'll work through to get something done. Shot or no shot, Jalen Johnson is going to become the league's highest paid corner. Ooh. I'm going to say no shot as the highest paid, but he's going to get paid. He will be. what? He's going to get what? Paid. He's are, getting big coin. Are you having a series of small strokes? Just paid is fine. Just paid. 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 He's, he's going to get some serious jack, but he's not going to be the highest paid. Yeah, he'll be in the team photo. Yeah. And it's deserved, too, because, again, you're trying to solidify the future for the Chicago Bears. He's a really good player. He's one of those guys. So, yeah. no, not, not the highest, but it will be right there in the team photo. He doesn't have to do the dollar sign thing, the rubbing the fingers together to try to get money. Correct. I don't know why, why that's on your mind while you play, but, right. but it was. Like, he would make a play, and then he would find the nearest camera and goes, eh, I'm going to get paid. Yes, we already know that. 
Yes. Well, you know we're going to get paid. You're Someone's that, paying you. You're that Relax. good. Yes. yes. So, yeah, I think the Bears will take care of them. Because, you know why? That's the boldest statement that Poles made. Out of everything he said, Shay, was like, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, he was very, um, I don't want to say wishy-washy, but like leaving the door open for all decisions about Justin Fields. Wouldn't commit to a lot. Jalen uh, Johnson. Johnson, he's going nowhere. <laughs> we got him. We're, no worries. He's staying here. By the way, uh, how did Johnny Kemp just, come in? Just for context, uh, <laughs> I just want to. Johnny wanna... Kemp is that his agent? Johnny Kemp just got paid. Friday night. I, I just want to give the context. The highest paid corner in football currently is Jair Alexander at twenty-one million a year. Wow. So do you give? In, that's in the division too. Do you have to give Jalen twenty-one and a half? No, I'm going to say he gets less than that. Yes, and less than not tr- far less, but less, and not as, as and not as much trouble as Alexander. Correct. He no. won't make himself team captain for the game. <laughs> See the latest? Jair Alexander stepped on somebody's foot in practice. He might not play on Sun. Uh, yeah, Sunday. Wow! Wow, that's a big loss against C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Oh boy! Uh, by the way, I put an Afghan into Amazon. What happened? I get the best of Afghan cooking, or. Annie's big book of crochet Afghans. But no actual Afghan. No, they have everything else is listed as a blanket. Okay. All right. Correct. Yep. That's good. They're all listed as blankets. Boy, they just, I mean, but it'd be so warm. It'd be, I mean, it was just amazing the time put in, right? Yeah. You know, you're not watching the whole time. You just see knit one, was it knit once pearl two? What is it, Cap? The, The phrase? Oh, yeah. Well, hold on. I'll tell you. One Pearl 2? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Well, but I guess they, they'd just be working on it, and all of a sudden it's just done. Right. Here you go. <laughs> I made you socks, too. I had some extra yarn. Oh, so good. Knit one. Uh, knit one's Pearl 2? or How to knit and pearl. Yeah. It's knit one, pearl one. Knit one, knit one pearl one. Uh-huh. That's what it's called. Okay. That, that's... Wait, wait, wait. If you had told me we were going to get a little knitting class during Shot or No Shot today, I would have never believed you. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, but you have warm thoughts during a snowy, a snowy day in I January. Guess. Knit one, pearl one, a how to make your own comforter. Man, so like good. That. There you go. So much time put in. They just don't make them like that anymore. That's it. All right, Kevin Warren also spoke Wednesday at the end-of-the-year presser addressing the Bears' stadium plans and the potential they will remain in downtown Chicago. Intrigues me about the, I mean, it's not necessarily the South Lot. What intrigues me uh, about downtown is I, I strongly believe Chicago is the finest city in all of the world. I mean, very rarely do you get an opportunity to have such a beautiful downtown with a vibrant business community, with an absolutely beautiful lake, and the energy that, that goes along. And so I, I always focus on, you know, what's a way that we could, you know, bring together the beauty of the lake, the beauty of downtown, the business community, all the art exhibits uh, to bring that together for an environment. Because it's always about the fans. How, how can we create an environment that they really enjoy? And not only on our game days, but also from art, from food, um, um, just from music. And, uh, I, I, you know, I live downtown. I love the city. And I just think we're we're blessed to be able to live in a city like Chicago, and so it has many pluses. And uh, and so I'm I'm just a big proponent of the Chicagoland area. I'm a big proponent of Arlington Heights, but there's something that's really special about uh, downtown Chicago. But if that's just a leverage play, he's a hell of a salesman. Shot or no shot, the Bears actually will remain in sh- in downtown. Well, that's a no shot. But I mean, I'm glad you mentioned Chicago to pat our city on the head. I mean, the, the space is in Arlington Heights, is it not? It is. I'm going to say it's a shot 
simply because Arlington Heights is playing too much hardball with the tax amounts that they're asking for. From what I've been told, the Bears are more than willing to pay them significant money while they develop the property. They're just not going to pay them at the level Arlington Heights has demanded while there's no revenue coming in from that area. They said, you can't expect us to pay you what you'd get from a stadium until the said stadium is built. Yeah. So that's where the conundrum is. And I can't believe Arlington Heights is stupid enough because people I trust have told me if they truly are going to stick to their guns on this, we will not go there. We will leave. We'll sell the land. Whatever we lose or make, that's great. We'll build somewhere else. Naperville is still in there. And you know who's really making a strong push? Not saying they're going to get them. But they are serious. Aurora. Oh, boy. Yeah. Do they want to go all the way out there? Probably not. But it's, what, nine times a year? Yeah. That's it. It's not like a baseball stadium. We heard from the people at Naperville. They don't want that. Remember, we had a, a slew of calls. It's like, we're happy. We're, we love I'm our community. You, Aurora really wants that stadium. Man. Desperately. And they're willing to do basically whatever the Bears want. Yeah. There's industry out there that will help pay for it. Yes. You know, it's not like I'm pushing the Bears out of the city, but I just can't see. It can't be around Soldier Field like the opportunity for, was it Lot B? Like in the parking lot to rebuild there? I don't want that. I want to have something new with a dome on it so I can leave my coat in the car and just be able to walk the concourse. That's what I want. Enough of this. You know, it would be perfect. Like if you live in a a condo building or you live in an apartment where you have indoor parking or you have a garage attached to your house. Heat the car up, get in, no coat. It could be 40 below, indoor parking, go to your seat and come back home. That's exactly right. That's what I want. This is. Don't we need our coats on? Nope. No, we're good. Just walk right through the concourse. Nice and comfortable. Eight, ten different restaurants to eat at. Oh, I want to get a new jersey, that Caleb Williams jersey. Sweet. I want that. Or I want Justin's new shirt. The next 10 to 15 years will tell a great story about not only Soldier Field, but also a guaranteed rate. Yeah. What's happening there? Same situation, Shane. It's going to be interesting just to see how the movement happens, how the, how the business of uh, sports works in this town. Right, uh, guaranteed rate still going to stay over there? How, how stadium? long did Ricketts paid for Wrigley? Uh-huh. All of it? Yeah. How long did it take till he finally was able to jump through all the hoops from Tom, Tony, and everybody else to community? I'm paying for this a billion dollars. Right. Why are cities so ass backwards politically? And I don't mean the po- the people. I'm just talking about getting stuff done. Right. Right. Chicago, man. Why does Indianapolis have the Lucas Oil Stadium? Minnesota has an indoor stadium. Detroit has an indoor stadium. Why can't we? Yes. Indianapolis, everything is in walking distance. It's yes. fantastic. It's all connected. I mean, come on. It's the 85 tough. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Can't get away from it. Oh, man. I, I know you mentioned Detroit in there. We don't want Fort Field. That place is a dump. Give me Minnesota or Lucas Oil. I, I, I yeah, don't need Fort the, Field. The, the, but you have a st- indoor stadium at least. That's the, you I, do. That's the point. You got it done. Somehow, some way. And what about the, sh- the city that works here? No. The old phrase. The city that works. The city that works. <laughs> Crazy. Shay. All right, well, much of the conversation around receiving weapons for the Bears has been focused on drafting a wide receiver like Roma Dunze or Malik Neighbors, assuming they take themselves out of the Marvin Harrison race. 
Aaron Schatz of ESPN gave an interesting take. The Bears will draft a quarterback to replace Justin Fields and sign free agent receiver Mike Evans to play opposite DJ Moore. Evans has 10 straight 1,000-yard seasons, was named to his fifth Pro Bowl this year, but he's going to be expensive. The Bucks aren't really flush. They can't afford him, and he's going to be 31 years old. Shot or no shot, the Bears should sign Mike Evans. Yeah, that, that's a no shot for me as long as there is one of those top three or four guys on the board when we pick at nine. I don't think Harrison's there. I'm not convinced Malik Neighbors will still be there. But if he or Adunze is still there, yes, I'd be very interested in doing that because now I have skill position guys locked up on rookie deals. I don't feel like they're ready to win the Super Bowl next year. So a 31-year-old Mike Evans, what is he going to get, $20 million a year? Yes, I'd going? rather sign Donnell Hunter to play the other end. Yeah, and I'd also like to know who's going to get him the ball. Is he is he going to the ball going to get there through Carrier Pigeon? How's, who's going to get him there? <laughs> it's like who's going to get him the ball? Is that Justin? Is that the rookie? I have no idea. Now again, this is nothing. No shot at, at Mike Evans. Absolutely, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, do you have the infrastructure for that right now? That's my point. Yeah. We're not. If we were ready, like next year, well, they get one more receiver. The Bears can win the Super Bowl. That's not the case. And if you go get yourself a second round pick through by hook or by crook, and you get a center there, mm-hmm. you draft a receiver, maybe a Dunze. Yeah. You draft a quarterback, and then you've got Roma Dunze, a new quarterback, maybe Caleb Williams, DJ Moore, and you sign Mike Evans. Then your deep threats are a Dunze and Evans, and you're going to have DJ Moore out of the slot. Yeah, I want to sign Donnell Hunter. I want another rush end. I feel like if you do that, lock up Jalen Johnson, mm-hmm. you got a chance if you figure out free safety, whether Eddie restructures or you go draft a kid or get somebody to come in. But I want to put the lion's share of my money, free agency-wise, into offensive line and Donnell Hunter. Shay, can you sneak in one more for Shadow No Shadow? Yeah, Shay. Yeah, of course. The Bulls are unveiling their ring of honor at tonight's game amid a snowstorm without their biggest stars. Dennis Rodman will not be there. Scottie Pippen will not be there. Michael Jordan will not be there. And who knows how full that place is going to be if there's eight inches of snow on the ground in the Chicagoland area. Shot or no shot, a ring of honor ceremony is not a ring of honor if the stars aren't there for it. That's a shot. Yeah, I hate to say that because I think it's super cool, and I thought Michael was genuine and nice in his video with all the trophies behind it. Super cool. That all said, how could you not just say, rather than when they announce this in November, they announced it in November, we're doing it because Golden State's here, so that allowed Steve Kerr to be here. Well, guess what? Michael, it's Jerry Reinsdorf. Hey, Jerry. I want to... You're obviously the linchpin of this whole thing, so why don't we wait till 24-25 season and let's do it next year. Tell me when you want to do it. Just block the date, and we'll work around your schedule. You're Michael Jordan. You're the GOAT. This is just typical Chicago Bulls, isn't it? You have a great concept for the Bulls Ring of Honor. I'm all for that. I totally understand that. But you've got to have everyone there, Cap. I know everyone has a different schedule, but you have to be on the same page. Jerry Reinsdorf or Michael Reinsdorf, Jerry Reinsdorf, Michael Reinsdorf, Michael Jordan, they all have a good relationship. But the idea that Jordan's has to phone in a, a, a video saying, I'm, I'm super bummed. I can't be there. I'm super bummed. Like this whole thing that, I mean, it's Michael Jordan. That's the draw. You make short Jordan. When do you have time to do this? 
You know, uh, even if it's away from the season, we can sell out 20,000 tickets for the Ring of Honor. You imagine if there was a gala? Even, even if it was in the summer. I mean, I mean, it's Michael Jordan. Correct. You can't have this without Jordan. You know, if Pippen doesn't want to be there because of the whole thing with Michael and Scotty and the family situation, that's fine. Dennis Rodman, the same thing. you got to get those guys in place. If you had a gala, as you mentioned, even if it was at the United Center, if you sold 10,000 tickets, people would want to be there to see it, Cap. Agreed. The, the idea that you're going to have this and push it forward just because Golden State's in town is nonsense. Typical Chicago Bulls. You have a concept and you can't go through with it and do it properly. This can't happen without Jordan being in town. Agreed. Why do we have to be so ass-backwards with every concept we have around here? I mean, he's our greatest asset, Michael Jordan. He's got to be able to have, be on a video. You can't have the Ring of Honor going forward without him being there. Come on, man. Unless he's not willing to participate. If that's the case, then that, and I'd like to know if that is the case. If that is true, that's fine. But still... It's Michael Jordan. May I ask you a question? He deserves to have being the Ring of Honor. It, you know what? They got so many guys going in at one time. If if it was just for Michael, this is just for you. He would deserve that. Correct. Just for him. Correct. You will get to Pippen and Rodman and, and Ron Harper and everybody else later. Michael, we want to honor you in the Ring of Honor without having all the other teammates. Michael, thank you. He deserves that night. Does he not? Correct. Just the, the, the Ring of Honor should start with him. Number one. You know why? Six championships. Because he's the greatest player of all time. Damn right. And the idea is like, well, we're going to bring all these other guys in. Well, it doesn't work for my schedule. Michael, here's a calendar. When can you do it? Um, I'm good in the summer. Good. August 20th. Bam. Let's go. Ser- <laughs> right. Seriously. Agreed. <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be built around Golden State and Steve Kerr. We're going to we're gonna bend over backwards for Steve Kerr? Really? I love Steve, but come on now. Not, not just for one guy, that's for one team. By the way, I watched a video yesterday of Reggie Miller getting interviewed about playing against Michael. He said, you have no idea that guy would cut your heart out. And then Ray Allen said, I had to guard him as a rookie. And Chris Ford was his coach, Chris Ford, yeah. screaming at him, cut him off. He's like... Cut him off. It's Michael Jordan. And he said Michael came by during a stop and play. He goes, Chris, keep him on me. He's doing a great job. Michael at 45. At that point. <laughs> I mean, of course. <laughs> Cut him off. And it just aggravates me, Cap. You just talk about the Bears in the stadium situation, right? right? City at work. There's the city that works. Here's Michael Jordan. Yeah, we can't do the Ring of Honor until like Steve Kerr gets here. What? Go, I, I can go down the list of great Bulls players before I get to Steve Kerr. Agreed. Just be honest. Yeah, he's a great. He was a great Bull. Yes. Hit a big shot. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Steve, we're going to move this thing. I know you're. Co- Is there a night that works for Michael? Can you get away? Do you not have a game? I'll pay for a jet. I'll fly you in. Limo you to the stadium. You shake hands, wave, we honor you, and we'll fly you right out. So about tickets, you can, you, you can sell those tickets anywhere in the city. It doesn't have to I mean United Center anywhere else. But honor the man. Agreed. Honor the goat. Don't worry, I uh, said to Shay and Jamo before you got in this morning, again, this will never happen. If it was me, I told you the other day, my brother and I always wanted to buy a team. Not going to happen. We didn't. Okay. I don't. Never going to be a billionaire. I would announce, hey, we're honoring Michael Jordan tonight. We're putting him in the ring of honor. He gets a special night. Barack Obama, who wrote the essay on him, is going to introduce him. Oh, and by the way, I'm giving 1% or quarter of a percent 
or they're buying in. I'd figure out how to structure it. They're both going to be minority owners in this franchise. We're putting the band back together. Fine. Whatever That'd be amazing. We have to do, but just do right by the GOAT. Do right by Michael Jordan. And if, if teammates want to be there for his, you know, his ring of honor ceremony, if they want to be there, fine. If they want to be there, that's fine, too. But the point is, though, honor him. Agreed. And I can't do it because, you know, Golden State's in town, so let's do it when Steve Kerr's here. Really? Steve's never going to be back in Chicago? He's as a big of a bull as he is a spur or a warrior or all the other teams he played for. Here's Shea Norling with Around the NFL. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not Steve a football Kerr. evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. And it's funny. What's the answer you look at? I'm these things here. Around the NFL, here's Shay Norling. Shay? All right, it's our NFL playoffs receipts edition. I have 10 predictions for all of us to make that we will revisit after the Super Bowl and see how well we did and how well we can remember what selections we made. Let's get started. Will a number one seed make the Super Bowl? San Francisco and Baltimore. Wow. Um, I'm going to say no. Will a number one seed make it to the Super Bowl? The answer to that question is yes. One of the two will. Okay. It breaks, we'll say no. It breaks my heart to do it. I'm also saying no. As much as I've been on the Ravens train all season, and I think they are the best team in football, I think the worst thing that could have happened to them was the Buffalo Bills getting in and getting the two seed. I'm saying no. Jay Moore? I say no. Wow. Three no's and a yes. Will a one seed make the Super Bowl? The one seeds would be San Francisco or Baltimore. Correct. Okay. Just for those that... I think it's Dallas and Buffalo in the Super Bowl. Oh, we'll get to that, but thank you for... uh, Spoiling a later question. Okay. Over under, <laughs> over under two and a half upsets in wild card weekend. And I want to be clear, this is not the Vegas line. This is the higher seed wins. Over wild. under two and a half upsets wild card weekend. Wild card weekend involves Green Bay at Dallas, the Rams at Detroit, Philadelphia at Tampa, in the AFC, Browns at Houston, Miami at Kansas City. Steelers at the Bills. More than two and a half upsets no. this weekend. No shot. I will take the under. I go under as well. What's your? St- well, wait. He's already asked this. Yeah, I don't there's want to other spoil questions. Yeah, there's other questions. So, Shay, what would you say? Two unders. I'm also going under two and a half upsets. Three of the road teams winning, I think, would be nuts in six games. Jay Moore. I'm going with the under. All right, we're all under two and a half upsets. Okay. Will a four seed or lower make the Super Bowl? So who are the four seeds and lower? It's uh, Tampa. Yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. The Rams. Yeah. The Packers in the NFC. Okay. And AFC, it's Houston at four. Yeah. Cleveland at five. Yeah. Miami at six. Yep. Steelers at seven. No. No four seed or lower. No. Hoodrow. Fourth seed or lower. God. Well, Jay Moore, looks like the Eagles are not going to make it. <laughs> I think that would be probably the 
the, the lone upset this weekend. If there, it, it, and, you know, if there was going to be one, it, I would say it's them, even though that they're slip-sliding away. What about the Rams? I think the Rams going to win. I don't think so. I think Detroit will get take care of that at Ford Field. I do, too. I think it'll be competitive, but I think they, they will beat them. Hoodie, you're a no? Yeah, I'm a no on that. I think Philadelphia, I'm with Jay Moore, I think Philadelphia would be the likely. And again, that's a seeding situation. I, I know what Tampa has been, but I think if there's going to be one, I'd say it's Philly. I'm a no on a four-seater lower as well. Jay Moore. No. Unanimous again. This is not going to be fun if we're all the same. So let's. So should I buy out? Let's Maybe spread I'll, out. I'll go to the bathroom then. Let's spread out the options. Who will be the most disappointing team in the NFL playoffs? The Dallas Cowboys. The Pittsburgh Steelers. How could they possibly be disappointing? They're lucky they even got in. Because I think they're going to get waxed. They're 1-10 without T.J. Watt. I think they're going to get destroyed in Buffalo. I feel like that's a cop-out. Okay, Okay, then I'll give you one. The Eagles. Uh, They're already a disappointment. (laughs) Okay, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Then the Miami I Dolphins. I didn't ask who are the two worst teams. <laughs> the Dolphins. Uh, I will accept the Dolphins because they're walking in dead to Kansas City, and it's going to be negative thirty. They haven't really been the same though. Last few weeks. That's. I mean, they're a six seed for a reason. They burned that. I say Dallas. Is that? That's my. Well, I think they're going with the Super Bowl. Okay. Hoodie. I also say Dallas. The Dallas Cowboys will be the most disappointing team in the playoffs again. Jay Moore. I say Miami. I think, you know, their whole linebacking core is out. And they just, yeah. I'm going with uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, they'll be the most disappointing. I guess I guess the question is, Jay Moore, what did you think the Dolphins would be this year? I thought that they would be in the playoffs like they are and still trying to build on something. Like, I didn't see them in the Super Bowl or a deep run. Did you? No, I didn't. But, you know, I did think that they would not fall to the sixth seed. That's, well... The way the le- the way they've been playing as of late, yeah, yeah, collapse. Uh, well, they just got banged up. They got hurt. All right, flip it on its head. Who will be the most surprising team in the NFL playoffs? The Cleveland Browns. Wow how how many games do you think they're going to win? Are they going to the AFC title game? One. <laughs> it's in Houston, which makes me feel like it's a like. I think Joe has one more game in him. More, one more win in it. They're what favored I think. in that game. Two and a half point favorites. Mm-hmm. Two now, I think. Does Ve- uh, uh, how did the money come in on that? Can you tell us? It was early, largely on Cleveland. Let me look. I got it right here. The public money. Uh, early, largely on Cleveland. It's still largely on Cleveland, but the line is moving in Houston's favor, which is always a bit of a signal. Uh, 63% of the public bets are on the Browns, 68% of the money. Hmm. So today what you said at the beginning of that where you said it's lar- the money was coming in on what? The money all week has been coming in on Cleveland. Everybody's been betting Cleveland, but the line has moved from two and a half to two. It's moving in favor of Houston despite apparently fewer people betting on them. Typically, that's a sign. What is that you sign? You want to bet on Houston. Yeah, I'm all over Houston. I think they knocked Cleveland out. Take that, Tony Rizzoni or so Goldhammer at ESPN Cleveland. Are they your most surprising team then, Cap, the Houston Texans? The fact they win a playoff game after basically handing us the number one pick when they were awful last year. Yeah. I just think Flacco has a steady hand, uh, Shay. I like think? that you two are head-to-head. I am going with the Green Bay Packers, who I think are going down to Dallas and winning. 
<laughs> they are not winning at Dallas. You want to have a side wager? Oh, sandwich bet wider. How yeah. about a little container of our uh, electrolytes? Dips. How about Daisy Dip? All right, I'm in. Okay. You got to buy me a pack. I'll buy you a pack. You got it. Sandwich bet waddle. We're doing electrolyte bet waddle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, and the people are thrilled. An electrolyte bet. <laughs> Boy, that'll really hype them up. All right, Jay Moore, what do you got? Did you um, hear <laughs> at Tyler 829? Electrolyte bet, right? <laughs> I agree with Hoodie. I think um, Flacco has one more game, and then the remote and the couch will be calling. Oh, you can go into bed. No. <laughs> That'll be all. You got you to stay up. Now, I know that you get up early. Not me. I'm talking about Flacco. Oh, you said he's going back to the couch. <laughs> he's going yeah. back to the couch in the remote. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's done. Go back to watching on TV, buddy. Well, okay. uh, all right. few more. Brock Purdy, over or under 650 playoff passing yards? Under. Does that include the Super Bowl? Yeah, wait. How many, wait, wait. Say that question again. Brock Purdy over or under 650 playoff passing yards? Under. Uh, I'll go over because they're going to get to the NFC title game where they lose. Okay. So, wait, that's two games then? Yeah, because yeah. they got the bye. Oh, I'm going under. Oh, yeah. I'm also going under because I think they. Brock Purdy in the bright lights? Yikes. I don't think they go to the Super Bowl. I'll go under there. Jay Moore. Under. Oh, unanimous again. They run the ball. Josh Allen, over or under six and a half playoff pat touchdowns, passing and rushing. Six and a half. That's under. That's over, and that's free money. What's the total on the on the turnovers? 17. <laughs> and that's Josh Allen's number. <laughs> that is. That's pretty good by me. Jay Moore and I are all in on Josh Allen. Make yeah. that three of us. I'm going over as well. I think he's going to have a hell of a playoff. All right. right. Ask Jay Moore what I got him this morning. Thank you for the Josh Allen Wyoming throwback jersey. Went to Dino Sports Fan Shop in the Glen yesterday. They're basically sold out of that jersey. They have one left. I saw that one. I went, that's my guy. Well, I'll one give thing, it to you to show, show it switch. Yeah, well, one thing for sure, it's Jay Moore. Awesome. Unlike Josh Allen, you won't drop it. <laughs> wow. So there you have that. All right. And I still like him. I and just, I'm yeah. actually holding you accountable. You're costing me money. How's that? Because I didn't bet the Bills because you taunted me throughout the season. Oh, no Bills ticket. Now they're struggling. Now the Bills are probably going to win the Super Bowl against Dallas or be in it at least. If, not, if, not, if nothing else, Kev, I was Check just trying that. to. Check that, Twitch. I was just trying to save you money. That's all I was trying to do. How cool is that? I like the numbers on that. It's nice. Yeah. All right, we got two more of these. We got to get through okay. quickly. Super Bowl matchup, Kaplan. Super Bowl matchup is the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. Hoodie? The Baltimore Ravens taking on the Detroit Lions. Ooh. Oh, God. I can hedge. I got a ticket on the Lions. Mm-hmm. I have my preseason pick. It's one I have a better future on. The Detroit Lions against the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, since since my pick can't be Philadelphia against Cincinnati, which I had in August, I had to change it. My oh. Lions Jets ticket is that still alive? I don't think so. Uh, Jay, <laughs> Jay Moore, I'll go uh, Ravens and Cowboys. I think the Cowboys would get there. Oh, you're not taking Buffalo. Nah. What a shock. I thought for sure that was a lock. Super Bowl MVP, Kaplan. Dak Prescott. Bingo. Lamar Jackson. 
I have Josh Allen. Uh, Jay Moore. Josh Allen. That's my pick early you, this season. Uh, you can't do Baltimore and Dallas in the Super Bowl and then go Josh Allen Super Bowl MVP. He can win it without going to the Super Bowl. He can't <laughs> win Super Bowl MVP if he's not in the Super Bowl. And I'm changing my pick then. It will be Bills and Cowboys. There you right. go. All right. There we go. That's right. more in line with what I thought you were going to do. That would be me. And again, this producer booth is the biggest Josh Allen producer booth in the country. You got two guys back here who just love this dude. I'm right there with you. I'm a huge Josh oh, Allen fan. Oh, yeah. Okay, Mr. Dak Prescott, Super Bowl MVP. Well, I'm just, I know what I think is going to happen. I think Dallas is winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's the matchup? It's, it's still going to be Dallas and Detroit for you? Dallas and the Bills. Dallas and the Bills. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know. Two African-American quarterbacks? Well, no, not really. No, no, it's not. Two. No, Chris, it's not. <laughs> You know, I know you want to jump in, but that's not the matchup. Why don't you watch the TV? Josh Allen's a homie. <laughs> Playoffs? All right, coming up next, Courtney Cronin with the latest on the Bears on the Cap and J Hood Morning Show.